The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, guys. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So today's episode is going to be a solo all about productivity. And I don't know why I don't do more solos. Well, I do know it's because I had been so used to doing interviews, you know, because that's kind of how I started the podcast that I actually didn't do my first solo episode until December of last year. And you guys really seem to like it because my solos have always been in the top, in my top best performing episodes. I don't know though. I feel like I'm getting over my own imposter syndrome around solos, which is just so weird, but I'm always like, oh, like, do they care about what I have to say, even though it seems like you guys do? (laughs) And I know that this productivity one specifically is very highly requested. Another one, which I am going to be working on as well, is more so about like wellness, tips and tricks, all of that. And then I know I owe you guys one on building array as well. Okay. So anyway, apparently I'm doing a lot of solos coming up, but today's one specifically is all about productivity. So first, I guess, go into more like general productivity things I do, how I manage my calendar, like split up my time, et cetera. And then I can go into so many questions that you guys have. So I'm really excited to dive into this episode. And before I do, I'm not going to do a hot tip this week because solos always have a ton of product recommendations peppered in. So I'm going to skip that part. But I will call out this week's review, which comes to us from Belen. And Belen is actually a really good friend of mine. She has her own podcast and she's actually going to be a guest on This podcast coming soon or that episode will be coming soon. It's already been recorded. But Belen says feel good podcast. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to weekly. Sif is a breath of fresh air and makes each episode digestible, informative and fun. I always walk away from each episode feeling really good. This is such a sweet review. And honestly, I'm very grateful to all my friends who you know, take the time to write a review. I know that all my friends are extremely busy people as are all of you guys who do, you know, take the time to leave me a review. So this means a lot. But if you do want to support the show and you feel like it's brought you value, please take a second to open up the Apple podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like, you know, I've deserved it, please leave the show a five-star rating and leave me a review. Tell me what you want to hear more of, you know, episode ideas, guests you want to see, favorite topics. Any information you give me is always helpful. And, you know, it always tells Apple that you guys are enjoying the podcast and gets it out to more people as well. So that's always really helpful. So if you do have a second, I would so appreciate if you took the time to leave me a review. All right. So let's get into all things productivity. So the first thing that I will say is that I live and die by my calendar. So 
I know that this is, you know, an obvious tip, but I have truly everything in there from what time I am journaling all the way into obviously things like my meetings or whatever. So everything on my Google calendar is color coded. I'm actually going to pull it up. So I tell you my systems. So I have my morning routine in there. You know what time I'm waking up my the time I have allocated for journaling, working out, walking, getting ready to start the workday, how much time I'm spending on social media. That's also allocated what time I'm posting a reel, all my meetings, head down work time, what I'm working on, all beauty appointments. Everything is in my calendar. Okay, And the reason I do this is because, you know, I I have Array, which is obviously like takes up the largest chunk of my time. But beyond that, I also have my podcast and, you know, I like like to be present on social. And I find that if it's not allocated, like my time isn't allocated properly, it feels a little bit messy. So I have certain times that I do all of these things and certain days where I focus on certain things. So which I guess brings me to time blocking. So I have specific days where I work on the podcast and like batch my interviews and, you know, other days where I I don't touch that, for example. And I have certain times where I like to batch most of my meetings and specific times of day where I do not take any meetings. So I'll get into the specifics of that. So in terms of podcasting, typically how my year works is that I batch a bunch of interviews. And then two times a year, I take about three months off. Okay. So at that point, I'm not recording any interviews. I'm not going into the studio. So what I do when I'm in my recording phase of things, that's when I have like days of the week where I go into the studio. And typically that day is either a Tuesday or a Thursday. So I batch record three to four hours of podcast interviews at that period of time. So what I try to do when I'm scheduling is that I have guests kind of come in one after the other so that I, you know, get all those interviews done one after the next. And then I have episodes going live. Similarly, on the days that I record my interviews is also the days that I typically leave for recording intros. So I also like to record my intros on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And even on weeks where I don't have any podcast episodes due, that's when I do all my intros, like on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And now since podcasting, like interviews take up three, four hours, sometimes two hours, depending on, you know, how many guests I have. The rest of the day on podcasting days, I like to dedicate to meetings. So for me personally, I am not great at task switching. And actually, it's not just me. It's everyone. I learned this from a bunch of productivity books that I've read. Some of my favorite productivity books are Indistractable by Nir Eyal. And then the other one is, I believe it's called Effortless by Greg McEwen. And in, I think it's the one, it's indistractable. It talks about how much time people waste by going back and forth on tasks, okay? It really is, it's a real big waste of time. And also you can't get into a flow state if you are switching back and forth between things. So what I mean by this is, 
our brains fire in a specific way when we are, you know, doing something more interactive versus more creative versus more analytical. And we want to make sure that we are batching things that are similar so that we're not switching between different kinds of tasks, if that makes sense. So on days where I'm recording podcast episodes, these are days where I'm talking to people. And so I like to make sure that those are the days where I'm layering in as many meetings as I can so that, you know, on a different day, I actually give myself time to do head down work. I I do, again, like most of my meetings, podcast interviews, like I'm looking at my calendar for next Tuesday. And literally I have 10 a.m. a podcast, 11 a.m. a meeting, 1 p.m. another meeting, 2 p.m. another meeting, 3 p.m. another. So like literally all layered, okay, one after the other. And although I can't control this, if I do have speaking engagements, I try to also layer those into the days where I have podcast interviews or meetings, stuff like that. So that's how I do that. Typically, when it comes to meetings, I even on days where I'm I don't have my podcast day, I, of course, have to take meetings outside of just once a week. But I try to schedule my meetings 12 p.m. onwards versus the first half of the day because I do my best creative head down work in the morning. And so I don't like to waste those hours speaking to other people when I could be getting a whole lot done on my own during those hours. So between 9 to 12, I try to keep empty on my calendar as much as I possibly can so that, you know, I'm using it in the best, most efficient way possible. I have a question for you. Have you ever painted a room? If you have, you may be familiar with the totally unnecessary waste of time that is going back and forth between the paint shop to your home with color swatches until you find the perfect shade for your room. Honestly, it is the gnarliest process and just so overwhelming because there's literally thousands of colors. I went through this back in 2019 when I decided to paint my bedroom and my God, I had severe decision fatigue. Enter Claire, an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick, paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. Claire brings an expert point of view on color and design, which sets the brand apart from other paint companies. Unlike traditional paint brands, which overwhelm you with thousands of colors, Claire focuses on fewer, better colors expertly curated through lens of an interior designer. You guys, this whole industry, this paint industry needs disruption. I said it back in 2019. I remember coming back home from this whole paint shopping experience of mine. And I was telling Nish, I was like, this is just the worst process ever. And so it's really exciting for me to be able to support this woman-led innovative new brand, which has literally thought of every single detail. For example, if you need a little help choosing a paint color, you can try Claire Color Genius, a fun two-minute quiz that's like having an interior designer help you choose a paint color. You answer a few easy questions about your space and your style, and Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation for you. Claire is offering you guys a special discount. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash dream bigger to get started and receive 10% off your order. That's www.claire.com slash dream bigger for 10% off. Enjoy. 
Hey friends, my name is Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Now, one thing that I was also asked about is things like lunch meetings or coffee meetings. Again, I try to layer those into like more meeting slash podcast heavy days. So to give you guys an example, I have a meeting next Tuesday and I picked a Tuesday because I could go like right after one of my podcast interviews. So that's kind of how I like to layer in coffee or lunch meetings. Of course, like if something really urgent comes up you know, and I, I have to meet with someone, then I'll go on a day where I don't have anything else. And that's the, you know, like the only meeting that I'm taking that day. But that's kind of how I like to structure any like in-person things as well. So that's how my days typically go and how I, I guess, structure things. Now, one of the questions I got was actually beauty appointments. So obviously, you guys, this is no surprise. Like I have tons of beauty appointments. Okay. I take care of myself. I get my nails done. I get my facials done. I go get waxed, like get my hair done, all of these things. And I typically do my nails on a Saturday or a Sunday or worst case scenario, if it is on a week day, then I will schedule at 5 p.m. onwards. Okay. So weekends, the days that I go, it's typically in the morning because then Nish goes, plays basketball or goes to the gym and I go get my nails done or whatever. But otherwise, like at, at the end of the workday, because I get my workouts and stuff all done in the morning. So my evenings are free. And so that's when I'll do my beauty appointments. I in Toronto, I layer my beauty appointments on the same day or if I'm in New York, I'll do the same. But in L.A., I do not do that for the most part because I don't know how to drive. <laughs> so if you know me personally, you know this about me already. But you guys who don't know me personally, I never learned how to drive. Like, I don't mean I'm a bad driver. I mean that I literally never learned how to drive. I don't have a license. And so either I have to take Ubers or niche has to drive me places, which my God, honestly, I should probably learn to drive so I can save our marriage. I'm joking. He's very nice about it. But that is the reason why I don't do my beauty appointments on the same day. Also, because um, because I like to still save time on weekends to actually spend with Nish, I try not to like go away for like a whole day of beauty appointments. Also, I find that very boring. So I used to do it for like, you know, Lair... For example, like in Toronto, my brow place, my nail place and my wax place, they're all in the same neighborhood. So in Toronto, you know, on a weekend, like I would go at nine in the morning and come back home at 12, having done all those things. But in L.A., you know, my all my people are in like different areas of the city. So I, I can't do that. So I guess short answer is I do batch my beauty appointments in Toronto, but I do not do that in LA. All right. So let's get into technicalities in terms of, I guess, what I use to 
manage my time, to-do lists, et cetera. And then the other popular question was to do with social media. So when it comes to how I like or like what I use as my planner. It's the mind your business planner. I've talked about this before. I've had Nitsan, who is the founder on the podcast as well. It really is such a great planner. I'm actually on my third one, I want to say. And since she launched her product, I've not used anything else. I just feel like it is the most efficient planner that I have found personally. Basically, it's obviously divided into all the days of the week. And on every individual day, it has my top three priorities to do list, which is like the two main things that I like to use. And then, of course, there is like something I'm grateful for and highlight of the day, which I don't use as much. But I really like that it has the top three priorities things because I know that that's like the first thing I'll touch. Right. And before I got this planner, I had like a similar system as well. So it's a really, really great planner. And then I like that it has a whole brain dump section as well, because, you know, throughout the week I'll take meetings or, you know, I sit down and plan my reels for the week. And that's where I'll put it. It's all in the brain dump section. It's like a whole page at the end of every week. So I find that really helpful as well. And then there is another page on it that says my week. And then it has like goals for the week, priorities, not to forget errands, habit tracker. So I just find that it's a very functional planner, which I, I really, really like. So I highly recommend this planner. And then in terms of how I do my to-do list, I like every night before bed, I'll sit down and I'll go over like basically the task that I want to do the next day. I find that that takes away a lot of the anxiety around what I'm doing kind of starting my day off with versus when I wake up and do it. I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Sometimes, of course, like, you know, life gets in the way. And so I will do my to-do list when I wake up. But typically I like to take, I don't know, five, 10 minutes before bed and structure out what I'm going to do. If I'm having a really good organized week, which is not this week, I have to say, I will sit down on Sunday and write down all my main like top three priorities for every day of the week. So not my entire to-do list, but top three priorities for like the top, like, you know, the first, like the five days of the week or whatever. And like, that's when I'm just being really, really organized and on top of it. Now, in terms of how I write down my goals. So I actually learned this from Nish. So credit to him. But everyone in our company, Array, we have a list of top five, okay? And so what the top five list is at the beginning of every month or end of the previous month, we identify our top five goals, which will actually really move the needle for us. So I don't know, like it can be like a big partnership that we're doing, for example. If I accomplish that and I get the contract out of the way and the terms, then I know that I've really accomplished something big. So that's just an example. Or say we are planning on, like right now we're in Q4. Okay, I want to figure out by October what the plan is for Q1 and Q2 in terms of events. So things like that. Or for example, if I really need to hire someone, then that'll go in my top five list. And, you know, the whole goal with these top fives that we have is that these are the things that are of pertinent priority to us, which 
will need like small steps every day to get done. So it's not like small tasks. It's more so like big goals for the month. And I do this, Nish does this, and every single person on our team does this. So at the beginning of every month, we sit down with each of our team members and review their top five for like the the, the new month and go over where they one and what their challenges were when it came to their top five for the previous month. So I find that this really helps keep everyone accountable and kind of gives everyone directions around like for what their North Star is. So this was, again, like a niche thing. And I'm really grateful that he came up with the system. I find that it is really just I don't know, like because we come up with obviously with like yearly goals, but having five monthly goals, it just really helps move the needle. So that is like a system that we all have. And for that, I use Evernote. Again, Nish found this app. It's really, really good. And yeah, I find that it's super, super helpful. All right, let's get into social media. One of the big questions that I had that I got was how much time do I spend on social media? Is it just at random points in the day? Do I edit my reels on the fly? Like what happens there? So Okay, let's just take reels, for example, right? I put out either two to four reels in a week, okay? It's not a hard or fast rule, but I try to do between two to four reels a week. And I have that in my to-do list. I sit down on a Sunday and I ideate what those reels are going to be. And then I set aside time on my calendar, just like with everything else, to edit and create reels. So when it comes to filming, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know what kind of reels I put out. They're like very low lift when it comes to both the filming and the editing. I film my weeks just like on the fly. And then my reels are essentially just stitched together on InShot and it doesn't take me very long. My reels take me, I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes each to edit and put together. So reels are not a huge commitment like in terms of like how much time goes into it, probably like, I don't know, like one to two hours in a whole week for a real creation. I also have on my calendar every evening about an hour allocated where I am able to just look through social media. So it's like an hour that I have allocated for scrolling. And the whole purpose of that is to look at what's going on, any relevant trends, seeing I don't know, like what is relevant, basically, so that I get ideas and inspirations for my own content. And that way as well, like I'm not on social all day long kind of scrolling. I also have a time limit of an hour and a half on Instagram. Like it's like the, you know, you you can kind of like limit it, like lock it after and whatever time you want. So I have that set to an hour and a half, typically I I sometimes do like the add 15 minutes, that functionality, but I don't typically spend more than two hours a day on social media in general. I, I personally find that I can't be scrolling and consuming content all day. I've just gotten into the habit of being really intentional with what I'm consuming. It's not good for me to be constantly consuming other people's content. Like I have to be intentional about it because I think that no matter what, as a creator, 
we get influenced by other people's shit. (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of what ends up happening. Or, you know, like I'm pretty sensitive with what I take in. So I, I can't wake up and scroll first thing in the morning. I do not scroll before bed because that's not what I want to take in before bed. So I have certain boundaries around social media. Like I will not look at Instagram for the first couple of hours before I after I wake up and I won't look at it an hour before going to sleep. So that's typically my rule. Do I slip sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. I'm human. And, you know, everything that I'm putting out there in this episode, know that I'm not a robot. Like not every week looks the same, you know, as much as I try right now, we're in Q4, which is the busiest time of year. And it's it's insanity. So um you know, it's just not always perfect and that's okay. Like right now I am getting ready to take another podcast break for the next three months from November all the way until February. And of course I'm going into the studio more because, you know, sometimes things are like that. So anyway, just wanted to put that disclaimer out there that like, no, not every week is perfect. No, I'm not perfect every day. And these are just like, I guess like this is just how I try to live my life. Okay. So that answers social media. And now I want to get into your questions. So workouts was another question that you guys had. So I do schedule my workouts in my calendar and I am particular about what I am doing on those days. So I work out five days of the week, three days I lift weights and two days I do Pilates. And that like everything else is in my calendar how I schedule my breaks. Typically I do three days on break two days and that's kind of how my week goes. So that is my workout. And yes, it's in my calendar. One of the questions was how much do I go by my Google calendar? Like how much do I follow it? I am really, really strict and particular about my calendar. If it's not in there, it's not happening. So I will even put in, you know, walks with friends or I don't know, like 15 minute calls, whatever. It, it all goes in there. And one of the other questions was around socialization. How often am I seeing my friends? Like, what do I do around my social life? So how I like to see my friends throughout the week is I like to schedule walks with them. And if I can, like I will take like a lot of meetings in morning walk times. So, you know, I a lot of my friends live in my neighborhood. I'm very lucky. So, you know, at seven in the morning, morning, we will meet up, we'll go for an hour, hour long, hour, hour and a half long walk. We'll grab coffee together. And then, you know, we all go home and start our work days. I am social on weekday evenings as well, but those are typically more, I guess, like sometimes work oriented, but I don't mind seeing people for dinner. I really don't. As long as it's like 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. onwards, that's fine by me. And I on weekdays, I have to be in bed by 10, maximum 10.30. So as long as it's in that dinner time time frame, like it doesn't really bother me. If I'm going out for dinner on a weekday, I am particular about what I'm eating. And there are weeks where I just happen to be out four days in a week. On those days, obviously, like I'm being mindful of how I'm eating because I want to make sure that I'm getting the micronutrients that I need and not just, you know, treating it like it's the weekend because it's just like my system doesn't respond well that way. And like no one should be eating pizza literally like seven days out of seven days, you know. So I'm just really particular about how I'm eating and what time I'm coming home. And I don't mind doing that because I have to have dinner anyway. And I do my workouts and I guess all the shit that I need to do, I do it in the earlier half of the day or like 
up until like 6 p.m. anyway. And so if I'm going to eat dinner, I may as well like not do it alone or do it with friends if I'm due to catch up with friends. So that's kind of how I see socialization. Sometimes it's just a lot heavier than others. Right now I am going through like a lower social period just because I am still kind of getting over being sick. And I feel like my body's really craving like an easier pace. So I'm just honoring that. Okay. So in terms of days off, so this was another popular question. So I take a day off in the weekend. And one of the days I typically work half the day, but it's not like super serious work unless something very serious is happening. So I need a day off in a week to recuperate. If I don't do that, I feel like my body kind of shuts down and that's kind of what happened. That's why I got sick. We were in New York. We went to Philadelphia all for work and for two weeks, you know, neither Nish nor I took any time off. And then I got back to LA and of course I got sick. You know, it was just pure burnout and recklessness in terms of like neglecting any sort of rest. So to answer that question, I take a day off every week for sure and then half a day off the other day, like I'm talking Saturdays and Sundays, obviously. And if I don't do that, then it's just not sustainable. Okay. Big question. <laughs> wellness non-negotiables throughout the week. So I do all my wellnessy things in the morning. And that is kind of my time to center myself before the day starts. So in terms of the things that I will do no matter what, I will always make time to journal in the morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I sit down with my coffee and I journal and it's just such a nice time to collect my thoughts, ground myself. It just helps me start the day from like a place of positivity. And when I neglect that thing around mindfulness, I just feel like a different person. I don't show up as the best version of myself. And so that journaling practice is really, really important for me. The other thing I always do is make sure I get outside for a walk. You know, on days that I'm where I'm working out, I walk to the gym, which is, you know, a like 15 minute walk each way. So on days where I'm working out, then I walk to the gym and that's good. And on days where I am either working out at home or not working out at all, then I go out for, you know, an hour long walk. So walking is really, really important. I find that when I go outside for my walk first thing in the morning, I sleep better. Obviously, it's good for your circadian rhythm. So that is an absolute non-negotiable. And then five days out of the week, my workout is a non-negotiable as well. I find that I am mentally in a much better place on days where I'm working out right now because I've been sick. I've not had the energy to work out, but I, I have gotten way better. So I feel like I'm going to be able to start on Monday again. And I feel a huge shift in terms of how I feel. Just my mood is it's not in a good place. And so, you know, I work out because it puts me in a better mood. It makes my problems feel a lot smaller and I don't know. I feel like I'm just able to show up as a better version of myself. And that's the whole point of every wellness kind of habit that I have. So those are my top three non-negotiables in the mornings. And then in the evenings, I try to meditate right before bed. So I read before bed. And then after I finish reading, I do like a five minute meditation that takes me straight to sleep. I've mentioned it before, but I love Joe Dispenza meditations. And I also use Insight Timer. 
And they have a bunch of really good sleep, pre-sleep meditations. I just did one around manifesting before sleep and I really enjoyed that one as well. So those are kind of the wellness things that I do no matter what. Oh, and then also, of course, I forgot to mention this, but while I'm out on my morning walk, I either listen to a podcast or audiobook. And last thing, I make sure I take walk breaks throughout the day. And typically I will take my meetings while out on a walk, not external meetings, but internal, any team meetings, like every Tuesday, for example, I have a formulations call with my team and that call I always take while walking. It's an hour long call. And because I'm not the one taking notes and I don't need to be in front of my computer, it's more kind of like a brainstorming call. I always take that while walking. But typically if it's an internal meeting and I don't have to be kind of looking at notes, I will always take meetings while walking. So that's like another kind of wellness hack slash how I operate throughout the day. Okay, that's another good question. Actually, it's from my one of my best friends, Jord. I heart nutrition on Instagram if you don't follow her. And she asked me what I do when people text me throughout the day. So you guys, like honestly speaking, I am very, very bad at answering people over text and email. And that is because I don't feel the need to respond right away. First of all, I can't. Secondly, like, and I can't, but what I mean by that is that it's very distracting for me to constantly have to answer people. It's just, it takes me away from what I'm doing. It makes me lose my chain of train of thought. So typically I answer all my texts in one go at night. And sometimes like if it's not like someone who's really, really, really close I may not respond for two days. And honestly, it's nothing personal. It's just my day got too busy, you know? So those are the boundaries that I have. And most people in my life understand that I'm kind of like a slow texter. And it's just because sometimes my days get really busy and, you know, I batch respond to all texts kind of end of day. And I typically do the same with emails as well. On that note, when it comes to Slack, my Slack is typically on do not disturb throughout the day if I'm doing head down work because I find it extremely distracting. If I'm having kind of more of like a meeting heavy or like a strategy, like brainstorm strategy, like collaborative day, then I have my Slack on. But if I'm just sitting there like doing some really important work, which requires all my concentration, I have my Slack on do not disturb. Oh, and actually on that note, when it comes to head down work time, I like to put everything on do not disturb. And I like to do the Pomodoro technique. So I'll do like 25 minutes on the timer where nothing kind of gets into my world and I just sit down and I bang out as much work as I can. I find that it trains my brain because otherwise, like think about how many times we pick up our phones across, you know, a given hour or whatever when you're doing your work. It's just like, I think that our brains are just kind of like lazy now because of our phones. Like it's just like the quickest distraction. And like when you're doing, you know, tough work that requires you to really concentrate. It's like the first thing you want to do is pick up your phone, right? So I find that the Pomodoro technique is really helpful because I'll set a timer for 25 minutes. And in that time frame, I do not touch my phone and I'm just like not allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to go, you know, look at my emails or switch tabs or whatever just like really particular and I will open a new window so I'm not staring at all of these open tabs because that is also a big distraction. So that is another, I guess, like like tip or like hack or whatever when it comes to focusing on head down work. Here's another one that's come up. Number one, 
How do I not get tired when I wake up so early is the first question. And the other question is, where does my motivation come from or do I ever get tired? So in terms of, you know, feeling tired when I wake up in the morning, I do not feel tired when I wake up in the morning because I sleep at the same time every day and I wake up at the same time every day. So my bedtime on weekends is between, sorry, weekdays is between 10 to 10.30 and I'm always up between 6 to 6.15. And that's just easy once your body is used to it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm used to it. I sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time every day. So it's almost like second nature. And even on days where I am able to sleep in a little bit more, I end up waking up (laughs) at the time that I'm supposed to. So that's why I don't feel tired. And number two, where does my motivation come from and do I ever get tired? So I love what I do, right? And I find it very enjoyable. And I think that it's like a great privilege for me to get to do what I love doing every single day. That being said, no, you know, I, I don't think that anyone is motivated all the time, but that is when we fall back on our habits, you know? So on lazier days, I still get up and I do the things that I normally do on more productive days. And then I kind of shift into that mindset. If I've had a really tough week and, you know, it's 3 p.m. on a Thursday and I literally can't work anymore, I've learned to give myself that grace. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it does. And, you know, Nish and I will literally go out to sidecar and get a donut or we'll go out for a walk or something. And just sometimes like every so often, if we've had like a really tough week and, you know, we're at that point where neither of us are being able to work efficiently anymore, we just end the workday early, you know, like, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we trust ourselves and we're not lazy people. We're really, really hardworking. And so on days where we're just like dragging our feet and nothing is getting done, it's almost better to give yourself grace and end the work day versus keep going and like really push through and you know nothing is being done with the same kind of attention to detail if that makes sense so that's kind of how we approach things and you know you do your best you have certain habits like again like things like the Pomodoro technique on days where I'm like feeling like a little lazier I guess (laughs) those are the things that really help me or making sure that I even though like I'm tired or whatever like feeling off. I still wake up. I still go to the gym. I still do all those things that I know will make me feel really, really good. So, you know, making sure that even on a day where I'm feeling a little bit off, I'm not getting up and like, you know, reaching for my phone and being tempted by social media like that. Like, no, you know, because it's like, how much do I want to feel good? You know? And so that's kind of what I go by. And then, you know, if I take breaks or like, you know, if, if I have off weeks, yeah, that happens. You know, I was sick. And when I was sick, the first day I took all my meetings, every single one. And I almost thought like I was going to cheat myself out of being sick. And that didn't happen. The next day I got really, really sick. I had a fever and, you know, I just had to sit there and watch Lord of the Rings because I wasn't going to function in the same way. So giving myself that grace and honestly, like that like low productivity level kind of continued on. And this was last week. Even this week, I've been slower than normal. You know, I've been needing more sleep. I've been sleeping for 11 to 12 hours this week. And it feels bizarre, but it's what I needed. Like on Monday, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to get up and I'm just going to, you know, power through. And so I woke up at six and 
I felt like shit the whole day because I hadn't gotten the rest that I really needed. And so, you know, since then, I've just been a little bit more, I guess, like gracious with myself and giving myself like the the time that I need that's off. So, you know, on weeks where I'm just not feeling it, I just try to go a little bit slower, try to be a little bit more gentle with myself. This is one of those weeks. So I think an interesting time to get that question. All right, let's see. When do I listen to audiobooks, podcasts, or read if I am busy? So this is only in the morning. That's kind of the time that I have reserved for listening to books and podcasts. And sometimes as well, if I go out on an evening walk during sunset or whatever on my own, that's also when I'll listen to things. So I don't, I don't do it at the in the middle of the day. Oh, and the other time is when I'm doing chores. So if I am, you know, emptying the dishwasher or cleaning a room, then I'll listen to a book or a podcast. And also when I do my hair, I hate doing my hair and I also really dislike doing my makeup. So I will always listen to something to keep me, I guess, like my brain distracted. (laughs) Okay. So this is also from Jordana. And the question is, does it stress me out that I'm in West Coast because I am behind? So what she means by this is we have a couple of team members who are in Toronto on the East Coast and, you know, we're on the West Coast. I am not stressed by this because number one, my, like, I don't work with those team members that are in Toronto, that's on the operations side. That, that So that's mostly niche. But no, you know, e- even though my team is up and going earlier on in the day, even sometimes when I do have to work with them, I don't let it stress me out because it's not something I can control, you know? And I think that they are used to the fact that I'm on the West Coast. Most of my team is here. And so it's just kind of a part of life now. And I just have to be okay with it. And even on days where, you know, I wake up and maybe I have a ton of Slack notifications, I still don't check it because I really need that time in the morning to function like I should, like a good human and a good leader. So no. Last question that a bunch of people asked was to take you through a typical day. (laughs) So as you know from the rest of this episode, no two days are the same in a week, but I do have certain like structures. So I will take you through... I'll take you through my Tuesday. So wake up at six and then do my morning routine, which typically takes me two to two and a half hours. Actually, I will. I probably wake up around 6.15. So, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, whatever, and then get my coffee. While having my coffee, I journal for about 20 minutes. Then I put my shoes on, either go for a walk or go to the gym. If I'm going to the gym, then my whole gym time is an hour and then 15 minutes walk each way, 15 minutes to get there, 15 minutes to get back, come back home, shower, get changed and get ready for the day. So that's my morning. And then on Tuesday, I have a podcast interview at 10 a.m. Then I have an 11 a.m. call and I'm going to do that call while walking home from the podcast studio. I have a break from 12 to 1, which is when I'm going to eat. 1 p.m. I have another call. 2 p.m. I have another call. And then 3 p.m. I have a bit of a break. And so that is when I will eat and do any like tasks, like emails, nothing that's like very serious. Then at 
4.30, I have a meeting. And so from 4 to 4.30 is when I will get to my meeting. And then at 6 p.m., I have a panel that I'm on. So that is a Tuesday in my in my life. And then let's take you through my day today. So I had a 9 a.m. call, 10 a.m. I had to work on like a couple of like small contracts. So this was like task oriented because today was a little bit more of a meeting heavy day. So I like did a bunch of tasks. So 10 to 11, I did a task, made a smoothie, ate my smoothie. Then at 11 a.m. I had another call. 12 p.m. I had another call. 12.30 I had another call, which I took while walking. 1 to 1.30 I ate. Then 1.30 I left the house to go to a coffee meeting, which I had from 2 to 3.30. Sorry, 2 to 3.15. 3.15 I walked, got back home, had another meeting at 3.30 p.m., which lasted till four. At four, I had another meeting and then I ended the day at five. So today was more of a meeting heavy day. So that is an example of another day. So these are more meeting heavy days. Another day, like if it's meet, like lighter on meetings, then I will spend, say for example, it's a day where I'm supposed to edit reels. I'll spend an hour editing, like batch editing reels. So it's all ready to go. I've already come up with those ideas. So everything is ready. Then I will go into more head down work time. So strategy, like any creative strategy, any problem solving, any like big tasks that I'm supposed to get out of the way. So I think that that answers all of the questions I've been asked. And I hope that this is a detailed enough episode for you guys. I have never spoken this long in a solo. So I hope you guys are not sick of my voice, even though I feel like I'm losing it. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave me a review and rate the show and DM me and tell me what other solos you want. I hope that you enjoyed this and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.